Today we're here with Harvey. Yes. Harvey. I was actually referred to you by my next door neighbor, Fran, and she's uh, been a source of some great referrals uh, so far. And, uh, you know, in terms of who's connected in the community and, you know, great character, she thought of you, which was, uh, uh, you know, quite the compliment. But uh, basically, when she gave me your number, we reached out, I found out that you run a art magazine online, you know, send out a great newsletter and you also highlight different artists and things uh, around Miami. And then you're also on the board of the uh, South Beach Jazz Festival, which happens once a year here in South Beach. And so thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, so from your perspective, Harvey, actually, I like to kind of go back to the beginning usually and um, just kind of get a picture of, you know, your, yourself and your character. Um, how long have you been in Miami? Like, when did you first move here? Well, I've been here about 25 years. I came, uh, I went on vacation to Costa Rica, and I came through Miami Beach, and I saw a condo. This was in uh, 94, and I saw uh, a studio, and I said, you know what? I could afford it. I need a place in a warm climate. And then I started coming down here a lot, and I decided I wanted to, to live here you know, from Chicago. You were and born in Chicago? I was born in Chicago. I did go to school here at FIU back oh, in did? the 70s, yeah. What did you study? I studied hospitality. Okay, yeah. great place for that. At FIU. And so I kind of, I was uh, running a, a charitable foundation that my father started, and I found more of a need here than there was in Chicago, because Chicago is a rich city with lots of history and lots of foundations. And it was kind of a cultural wasteland. And now it's a cultural mecca. And how long ago was that? That's uh, like 25 years ago. You're saying Miami has turned into a cultural uh, a mecca yes. from being a wasteland. Exactly. In your, in your and, time here. And visual and performing arts. Absolutely. Uh, Broadway comes here to cast, you know, for great theater, theater and uh, actors. And they, um, we have great theater and we have Art Basel, of course. And we have an opera and symphony and you know, Miami's known around the world for being a cultural yeah. destination. It used to be, you know, all about going to the beach and partying and and uh, it's just changed and a lot of it has to do with other people that came here from other places and wanted what they had back home. Absolutely. And and uh, what was the first like event or, or kind of like festival or, or situation that you put on when you were here? Well, there's been many. I know, but and I remember the first one. And I look back at, and I, I look at uh, newspaper clippings and, and, and stuff, and I said, oh my God, did I do all that? You know, in 2000, I brought the Joffrey Ballet here for an AIDS fundraiser to the Jackie Gleason Theater, you know. And, um, you know, I've been involved with, uh, we started the Gay and, Lesbian, Gay and Lesbian Film Festival, which is still going on now after all these years. And... Uh, I've, you know, I've sat on many boards and I've done a lot of startups and I sit on four boards right now besides the, um, the one South Beach Jazz Festival. What's the other ones? Uh, the Miami Beach Arts Trust, which is uh, part of the MiamiArtsScene.com. Uh, it's an online arts magazine and I've been uh, publishing it for um, uh, 15 years. We had our anniversary in October. How many people are part of that magazine? About 15. 
15 yeah. people that are paid, like their, their job is to uh, yeah, do that? they're paid, you know, they're independent contractors, they're paid. Is it part-time for them or, or they do no, other stuff? No, it's, le it's less than part-time. Less than part-time, yeah. it's like a hobby that they get well, a nice bonus? I hope it's more than a hobby, you know, <laughs> because they're professionals, you know. Like movie critics or just random things like that, yeah, right? Yeah, like I saw you yeah they do it out of, the, uh, out of passion for the arts and um, they are editor, has a, you know, a degree in journalism, a master's. And she, um, she's been wonderful. And since the pandemic, we've had, there's nothing to cover, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, and I can't true. ask for advertising dollars, you know, we're a non-for-profit, but we got a few grants and a few contributions. So we're doing our newsletter on Fridays. Okay. And, uh, so when you send out your newsletter, um, are you, are you basically, you're just kind of like. Are there? Is it kind of like what I do? Would I highlight a character? Are you highlighting a bunch of different characters every week in your in your newsletter? Or we like usually do what's going on um, in like a, South a calendar, Florida. Even, like a calendar. We have stuff. a calendar. Uh, we have interviews. We have previews. We have uh, critics uh, uh, that uh, for films and uh, you know when there's theater, you know, and uh, we showcase artists, visual artists. Uh, We've actually had artists that have never been written about. They they uh, were the first one that ever wrote about them, you know, and they were just very happy. We've had uh, writers that actually went on to uh, work for major newspapers, so it's also been a stepping stone. Right. And so, what was the idea for launching this magazine? Like, do you well, remember the story of that? <clears throat> I was. It came together very serendipitously. You like that word? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And it was uh, October uh, 15 and a half years ago. And I'm sitting around and I'm realizing that the um, newspapers are not covering the arts like they used to. That's true. So they used to call it an e-zine. They don't use that word. So I said, let's do an online arts magazine. So I get uh, a person that I know that's an editor. And I get all these people together, photographer, writers, you know, we get it all together. I'm already the um, executive director of the Miami Beach Arts Trust. I have this 501c3 and I, it just came together. Within a month, we had a website. Back then we had to do a, we did a new website every two weeks. And then after the first four years, we had, you know, this is ridiculous. New website so, every two, what do you mean by that? Yeah, we do a whole new website. For other people? Or no, for, for us. It would be a whole new website. Oh, you mean like content-wise? Right. We'd add content. It would be a whole new website. But now what we did, and Google loves it, we add stuff every day. Different stories, you know, different interviews, different reviews, you know, photo galleries. Uh, we have to actually do more video, but we add video, uh, you know, add stuff to the calendar. You know, we keep adding content, and that's what we started to do, and now we're on our fifth website after 15 years, our fourth editor. Fifth website, like what does that mean? You mean like, what does that mean, well, fifth website? Websites have improved over the years. They can do more things. You mean like website, like like back end, like layout of it? The whole, the the way it looks. Right, you've yeah. redesigned it five we've times. We've redesigned it, you know, we yeah. changed the logo once, we redesigned it uh, five times, and uh, now we're back to the original webmaster that we had that started it with, it's so funny, yeah. So, um, right now, we're doing the best we could just to hang it in there, you know, 
And that's your full-time job, like in terms of like I'm, your time. I'm retired. Spend. I don't get paid. This is my retirement right. job. But it's, it's most. It's but your lots main of focus. benefits. Lots your, of benefits. Your main focus yeah. besides the boards. Yeah. And stuff. I like to think that I had something to do with, you know, improving the arts in South Florida and letting people know and helping, you know, sell tickets and, you know, I was involved with the theater company. I was on their board, and I was on the advisory board for, still for. Dance now, you know, and I sit on a committee for the uh, disability uh, awareness for the city of right. Miami Beach, and that's and that's connected to the jazz as well, right? Because uh, so the 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 mantra or the the tagline of the South Beach Jazz Festival, which is the upcoming next weekend, is uh, what is it? Disability, disability awareness. So what happened was I always wanted a jazz festival here, and it's like a lot of like a lot of things. I come up with the idea. And it just kind of comes together. People like the idea. I'm an idea person, you know? So I went to David New, who's disabled, has two um, non-for-profits. And um, he said, let's do it. Let's, have, let's um, promote awareness of disabled musicians, you know, that they, you know, that they're still great musicians. So half of the musicians that are in the festival are disabled. And um, so I can't, you know, we're on our fifth year, you know, and it was just kind of, we just put it together and now we have an executive director and we really, it's a miracle that we're even going to do it this year, you know, with COVID and we're going to be really safe and most of it's free and the city's really behind us. And um, so it was something that I really wanted to happen and David really made it happen. You know? so he helped you make it happen? Just well, he made it happen because, um, uh, he had his 501c3 and he put a lot of work into it, money into it. We got people together, you know, when you build a board, it's usually friends, <laughs> you know. Then we kind of, like, we expanded this year to get, the, you know, different other people that can do other things for us. And um, so we're looking forward to next year, you know, to, when COVID's over, to have a, a but bigger, wilder, yeah, bigger, <laughs> wilder festival. Bring in more artists. Uh, hey, but it's still, it's still, uh, there's still tickets available, man. So uh, the big headliner is uh, on Friday, Matthew Whitaker, who was recently on 60 Minutes, and he's he's the blind, uh, you know, jazz pianist, uh, Prod 19 years old, prodigy, still a, still a teenager. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, and he's coming down to do uh, our performance at the uh, North Beach Band Shell, and that's uh, on Friday, the eighth. And there's still a few tickets left, yeah. There's, yeah, there's uh, tickets left. And he, how what was the process behind signing up like someone like that? Like, like did you reach out? Like, who, who signs K up his... KCC Productions. That's his manager or something? It's a company that we use that books all the acts. Okay. And I brought her into the, into the fold. And she has all the connections. Who's she? She's a woman uh, that produces... Um, Events specializes in jazz. Do you want to, just, do you want to like give a shout out to her? Or what's her name? Kimberly. Kimberly. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so um, she also does. I'm on the board of the Collins Park Neighborhood Association. I'm vice president, and we do a, a, a jazz series in, in Collins Park, and uh, which is outside in the park over by Miami City Ballet and the Bass Museum. You know where that is? Yeah. Yeah. So she produces that for us. You know as well and uh, so I got her to, to you know to bring in the act she knows all the artists and uh, there's a lot of actually local a lot of local jazz artists you know 
and uh, you know some of them have disabilities um, and um, you know it's, it's been a success let's see how it goes this year with COVID uh, hopefully uh, well will that be live streamed on Friday if you if you can't yes, buy a ticket or yes it's going to be uh, you can watch it on from your home right exactly okay. gonna, everything's going to be streamed and um, the North Beach band shell is actually they they're all set up for streaming then we hired another company to do all the stuff on Lincoln Road streaming for right so all. there's the the big Friday Lincoln show Road. and then I saw there's a couple Saturday ones but most of most of it's Sunday fun day right there's a big Sunday lineup of like every right. hour right. there's new acts and they're yeah. all by Lincoln Road um, also on Lincoln Road and, circle, and, and like, it's basically right. Lincoln Road basically right right so that's the, that's quite the if, if anyone wants to like go experience it, it's probably Sunday is the best time to just go in the afternoon and, and kind yeah, of some catch one on, of them. There's some stuff on Saturday, I, and then I, uh, I don't have to pull out my. No, calendar. you don't have to pull it out. No, I, okay. I think I'll I'll definitely well, they, share the link to the calendar. But yeah, I was looking at it. Yeah, Sunday is pretty packed. Sobejazz.com. Yeah, and there's Sobejazz.com. What is what is like one uh, one maybe under the radar like act that you're really looking forward to uh, next weekend? Uh, you know, it has to be Whitaker, Matthew Whitaker. No, I'm saying besides, under the radar. Oh, okay. Fran was talking about the Brazilian quartet. There's the, uh... They, oh, they're, yeah, they're great. I mean, I, I can't, I can't take it to favoritisms here. Oh, God. I, I had a lot of favoritism questions here. I, 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 uh, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't put myself in that spot because they're all excellent musicians. Right, yeah. right. No, there's this one Brazilian quartet. Who's headlining that? Or uh, It's like, uh, do, you, do you remember the name? Okay, we'll we'll figure that one out. Well, that's why people go to websites to find out that thing. Yeah. yeah. So they'll do. But all right. Well, and then the tagline. It's not just uh, disability awareness. Is it disability lens serendipity or something? Or what's yeah, it? Yeah, that's kind of our slogan. Lens, right? Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. Lens serendipity. So I actually think that's very true. That you know we all have kind of something in our history and our upbringing. From disability to serendipity. Yeah. Right. And that's what makes, for example, Matthew Whitaker so special. You know, he was born what two months premature. And then you know he he they said he had like an under fifty percent chance of surviving, and then basically he ends up playing um, not Mary Little Lamb or, or some kind of famous like right, song, right, right. like uh, just like two years old, like without you know just playing this off like hearing it, and basically it's you know it's it's kind of the truth that if one of your faculty if you're kind of challenged in a certain way. You overcome with having extra skills in another certain way. Which well, the is brain the, the brain doesn't use um, it, part of the brain is not being used. Right. So all that other uh, energy. His visual to, cortex yeah, was lighting right, up. Right. Exactly. He was using it. You with saw his that. You saw the sixty that. minutes is great. If anyone hasn't seen, yeah. it's probably on YouTube. But yeah, his basically the visual part of his brain was now being used. Uh, you know, his his auditory or, or musical um, basically muscles mm -hmm. were kind of operating in this typically visual part of the brain so he was he's basically like a superhuman when it comes to the auditory right. sense and it's not uncommon i mean no it's, it's a like lot it's of, science a it's lot like, of disabled uh people uh, make up in other ways yeah so what's a way actually this is a fun question about you harvey what's a what's something about your childhood maybe uh, what's a, a challenge that you've had that kind of impacted the way you kind of evolved as a person like what's something that like happened in your childhood that that happened to you uh well, I was exposed to the arts. Um, my father uh, loved uh, ballet and uh, theater, you know. So I kind of like, even as a little kid, you know, the first Broadway play I saw, I think I was nine years old, Camelot, you know. Um, 
so as far as the arts, but I never, you know, I'm not an artist. I, I, I never really, I went to art school, you know, I could do a little drawing here and there. I could sing, you know, I could sing. I'm not, uh, I'm more of a conceptualist. I come up with, like I said, you know, ideas. I'm an idea person. I come up with ideas. I, use, I joke and I say I come up with the idea of other people do the work, you know. So, um, you know, I come from an interesting background. I have a twin brother. My parents got divorced when I was uh, 10 months old. They were great. 10 months? Yeah. Wow. They were great parents, you know. Uh, I wouldn't have known that there was anything wrong with it because I would got everything, all the love and everything that... Uh, that a kid could get, went to private school, you know, went to college. Um, what college did you go? Oh, you used I, FIU. But then I went to uh, Southern Illinois University, that, and then yeah. I went to FIU, okay. studied hospitality. I had a, you know, you look back, you sit in your apartment during this COVID, and you, it's like going into therapy, you know. You start thinking about your life and what you did right and what you did wrong, and then you beat up on yourself, and then you then you kind of pat yourself on the shoulder, and you, then you think, and then you look at reality, and you say, I'm here. I'm doing okay. I have money to pay my bills. My health is okay. I have friends that I love. People love me, you know, and then that's all that really matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. I mean, some people, it's definitely hard to be appreciative when you're worried about paying your bills. But for those of us that are able to pay our bills, we'd have to stop and, and, and set that time in our schedule to like a pause and appreciate uh, the people in our life that, that we can share our time with. Um, actually, I did notice at the brunch, you're you're quite the social cat, you know, in terms of going around to all the tables. We did we did this jazz brunch today at the Fish Called Avalon. Uh, it was great, great performance. Uh, and I did notice, yeah, you're quite the social cat. And so, uh, what makes you so interested in other people, Harvey? I love people. You just love people. Yeah. I mean, you're an extrovert on the scale of introvert, yeah. extrovert, right? Would you right. say? Yeah. Pretty heavy. I love people and uh, I put people together, you know, and try to get people to do things and it's amazing that I have a very diverse group of friends, you know, from Park Benches to Park Avenue, you know, and I get something out of all of them, you know, I, I, that's just the way I've always been. I think my family's like that, you know, if we have no one to talk to, we'll talk to a lamppost, you know, we're just very outgoing. <laughs> that's something that COVID has been a good thing. We talked to my sister here is, uh, before COVID, I actually think some of my friends that we've realized is, FaceTime has been around for a long time. The ability to like FaceTime somebody and, and actually like talk to them face to face as if you're teleporting. But it wasn't like a culturally thing that, you know, Wi-Fi or 3G, 5G, like it wasn't like a like a thing people really, it took a couple of years for us to realize like this is like free and available that you can just FaceTime somebody instead of just doing a phone call because it does make you feel so much better. So one of my good habits is actually like I, I have a large family, there's uh, seven of us, you know, five children, so I actually, for each one of my family members, we have a specific day that we FaceTime together, and that's since COVID. Like, COVID made me reach out in that way that everyone has their day for FaceTiming and stuff. Um, so I think you have that in your... Well, it went from a novelty to a necessity, right? Definitely. Which is saying, yeah. I hate it. Uh, you know, I'd rather see and be with people, uh, but I have meetings on FaceTime. There's different concerts and... and um, that uh, they always want me to watch and, you know, ballet and, you know, symphony, whatever. And I just don't want to sit in front of a computer or even have it streamed to my TV. I just, um, I, I just don't have the patience for that. 
you know, I can just use the uh, live performances. So when I have to, um, and hopefully it's over with quickly, uh, we'll do the Zoom and I'll have meetings and, um, and um, you know, hopefully um, we'll, it will be over soon. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not loving it. But I, I see the necessity and I see that the accomplishments from it, you know? Right. This is not a COVID podcast. We kind of live in the future here, so we can get beyond that part of it. But actually, I, I, what I was more saying is I, that's one of my good habits that I have. And I think you have a very, you're a very social being by habit. Um, mm-hmm. And do you have any other, like, do you have any other hidden talents, Harvey? Like, is there anything, any hobbies that people don't know about you? No. Everyone knows everything about you? Pretty, I'm <laughs> open for it. So, so do you play any instruments? No. Or, no? No, I can carry a tune. Uh, I could wise? sing. Yeah. yeah, I could sing. I could. Um, I bike a lot. I. Um, um, I walk. I you know with friends. Um, I am not into sports, like my twin brother. Uh, but um, no, I have no. I think my talent is is being able to deal to deal with people, and being finding um, you know good things in every people and everyone. You know, trying to be able to. You know, that's putting people together and making things happen, and you know that's that's me. That's yeah. what I'm about. Well, you're an organizer, so right. you're right. you're looking to, and that's definitely one of the hardest times right now. It's challenging to be an organizer right now. Um, what are your plans in the future? Like, what is? I mean, the jazz festival is great. Is there anything else on your like in your wish list well, in terms I, of the future? I've done a lot of traveling all over the world, and I had to cancel four trips because of COVID. And um, I'd like to travel again, you know, with friends. And uh, I have friends all over the world. I go to visit them. And uh, so I see in the future doing more traveling. I continue with the projects that I have. You know, Miami Art Scene is going to have to almost be rebuilt because um, start raising money. And um, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll do it. What's uh, what's uh, your what's your favorite country to travel to that you've been? To? I go to Amsterdam. Oh yeah. I've been there probably yeah. 20 times. 20? Yeah, probably maybe 25. Is it because of uh, the scene that's just like kind of like wild? It's a very wild place, right? In terms of like... It's free. It's, it's a free place. I've been going there since 1970. Okay. And um, I rent a bicycle. I bike all over. I get lost. I love the food. I love the people. I love the vibe. I love the culture. I love the art. You know, it's the number one, you know, art city in the world. You know, it's an amazing uh, architecture and, you know, museums, amazing museums and, uh, and parks. And you just go sit there, you know, and you have lunch at a cafe. And I love bringing people there and showing them around. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that sometime. I'll take yeah. them there. Maybe I'll go have you uh, launch Local yeah. Voices Amsterdam someday. Yeah. We interview people well, over there. Could, but this, I could be your tour guide. <laughs> this is more about Miami though. So. What yeah, is, uh, yeah. speaking of all that, what is maybe, actually this is, I, I will have to have you give me an answer here. What is, who is one of your favorite uh, artists in Miami? Oh, that's a hard question. I know it is, but I want you to just, just shout out somebody. Well, Sid Daniels, Sid Daniels has been really Sid good. Sid Daniels? To, yeah, it's been really good to me. It's called the Art Deco Artist. I've known him. He's designed mugs for me uh, for our 10th anniversary for Miami Art Scene. Um, he's, um, he's a great artist. Um, you know, and, and and there's you know a few other ones. Um, Noel is uh, a very good artist. We've worked together. What kind of artist is she? Uh, he. 
He? Yeah. Noel is he? Yeah, he's, uh, he did, um, I have a flamingo in front of my building, if you ever drive by there. It's called For the Love of Dance, and he painted it for me. And it's been sitting there for over 10 years. It's had to be repainted a couple of times. But um, he's a wonderful artist, and he works on the telling art on cruise lines, you know. So those are my, the ones that I'm the closest with, you know, as far as visual artists. Um, there's so many, you know, and there's some of them that I like, and there's some of them I really don't like, you know, like yeah. anybody, artists. We don't have to know, talk about yeah. that. Yeah. We don't have to talk about the ones <laughs> that I don't like. Right? But no, but what actually that leads to is, uh, so there's, you know, there's tons of visual artists. What is one of your favorite galleries or like museums in Miami that people should check out? Um, I like the Wolfsonian. The Wolf, what is it? The Wolfsonian. The Wolfsonian. Wolfsonian. Yeah, Mickey Wolfson. Wolfsonian. Like Wolfsonian. Smithsonian, but with a wolf. Right. Interesting. It's on Washington Avenue. They're going to be enlarging it. It's a, a collection from Europe, uh, propaganda collection of posters and stuff, and a lot of uh, Art Deco stuff like furniture. And uh, it's a really serious museum, well funded. And Mickey Wolfson started it, uh, Wolfsonian, uh, for Wolfson. And he was in the um, business of uh, cinemas a long time ago, and he invested in our city and, um, you know, uh, opened up the Wolfsonian. It was a storage facility, and he storaged his art, and all, all of a sudden he bought the building, and it became a museum. And so, you know, there's several museums for a small uh, city of 90,000 residents with millions of visitors. Um, we have a lot of art museums. You know? Yeah, like the Bass, the the, the ICA. Uh, so there's the there's, World Erotic Art Museum, which is right there. I still actually never been. Which inside. is a serious collection. It's not <laughs> porn. It's so serious. I knew the uh, the owner who passed away, but there's uh, there's some. Um, well, Art Basel always brings that kind of energy that carries through the whole year. You know, with yeah. the Miami Art Week, and um, so there's the visual, and then there's the the auditory, the, 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 the musical, and what is one of your favorite venues to go see people? I mean, there's the band shell, but is there any other venue that, that you Oh, love? no, no, I mean, I, the Adrian Arsht. Yeah, I mean, know. that's like a, a full-on yeah, yeah. stadium. Well, we used to, they, used to, <laughs> they used to do stuff out of big auditoriums before that, and the Adrian Arsht has, um, you know, three, three theaters, you know, you know, I still have never been. 2,200 <laughs> seats, 2,400 seats, and then they have a studio theater, I think. I don't know, guess, 300 maybe. They can, they can build it the way, it, it's a black box. They can build it any way they want. But anyways, they, this, this has been a big part of what's happened here in uh, Miami as far as the arts and bringing in different acts from all over the world. And in the 15 years that they've been around, um, they've, we, they started the same year we did, and they've been really good to us. They're our biggest advertiser. And um, it's, you know, nonstop there. You know, it's this, an amazing cultural You know who runs it? Who's the director there? Or of the, the, yeah, I know, I can't remember his name offhand, but he's from South Africa. They have a relatively new guy that's, that's there that's, uh, I, you know, I've known the directors in the past. and. Um, yeah, many, I, I many, get their newsletters. Yeah, many staff good. people, and um, and it, you know, it's uh, lots of fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I get their newsletters. I'd say sign up for for your magazine's newsletters. I'll see what I'll see what comes through every week. It's a weekly thing, right? The, the now it is. Thing, yeah, yeah. Um, we so, have content all the time. Yeah, you're kind of like 
you're almost you know you have movie critics on your staff, but you know you're you are some somewhat of a. I feel like you're not a very critiquing person, so you're not. I wouldn't say you're a critic, but you're a connoisseur. So I also was wanted to bring this a little bit into the culinary space because I love food. We, so we, we we do review restaurants from time to do? time. Yeah, we do restaurant reviews. We cover uh, fashion shows. You know, we do book reviews. We're doing a lot of book reviews lately because people are reading. And uh, so we whatever is falls into the realm of the arts, you know. We'll do that. Yeah. So in terms of like food, what's like a chef or a restaurant that, that you really love that you can share? I know there's lots ca- of them, but... A fish called Avalon. Yeah. Cal over at a fish it's called Avalon. where your Avalon. portrait yeah. is. Yeah, where we got a picture yes, of you guys at yes, brunch today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good restaurants here and people, you know, have their regular restaurants and because it's a tourist spot, uh, you know, quite often you... Um, they're selling the sizzle and not the steak. You know, it's all about atmosphere. The food's okay, you know, and but the but the people that live here know better. Know know to, know what restaurants to go to. So yeah, and uh, I think I'll keep it at that. <laughs> well, I mean, you can give us a little more than that. But uh, in terms of like your your diet, I I think uh, you so you you like chicken a lot. Is there is there any like favorite spots that you get chicken? You told me you every get, place has chicken. I know, but you got. I actually personally, if you want me to give a shout out, I, I uh, there's a certain day in the week where I, I go to the gym, and then you know I take out the trash, talk to my mom, do all the errands for the week, and then I celebrate with like uh, there's this there's this chicken spot that I. It's just so weird that it, I think it has great roast history chicken. So I'll give a shout out. Chicken Braza on Washington actually has great chicken rotisserie chicken that you can get, and the guy who makes it really cares about it. So that's just my shout out for the day. But I guess you shout out Fish Called Avalon, but in terms of like a chef, do you have any chef that you respect really, you know? Um, not really. I really can't think of anybody right now. No. I mean, there's um, uh, Michael's Genuine. Uh, his chain of restaurants is very good. His, he has a pizza place uh, named after his son called Harry. And they're gonna, uh, Harry's, they're gonna be opening one um, here on the beach, and there's one on Miami Avenue, which I go to for pizza. Uh, Michael's Genuine is uh, in, the, in the design district, you know. Yeah. And uh, but there's uh, not, not any particular chef that I could re- remember their name. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of great ones in Miami for sure. Yeah. I'm uh, not a food connoisseur. I, I like good food. But, <laughs> but that's about it. What about so? Do you cook some of your meals? Do you, do you ever do I cook? cook? Yeah. No. No. I go to Trader Joe's. <laughs> and you get the pre-made stuff? No. Well, I have, you know. I, but I, then you, what do you get at Trader Joe's? Do you cook at tra- from the stuff you get? Some of the frozen stuff, you know, and uh, I eat sandwiches. And, you know, I, usually, I get invited out a lot, believe it or not. Ah, yes. so you're kind of dependent on the, the dinner I, party. Well, I, restaurants and like today. Yeah, is yeah. it okay? Yes. I know you had another dinner party that you that you had to say no to. <laughs> You're a good cook. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's it's a lot of whole foods. You'll you know? put the recipe online, right? So it's actually trade secret, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. My, maybe my sister yeah. can get the recipe. I'll, I'll give it to Mel. But it's... so you know, I'm I'm the um, publisher. I'm the one that's the businessman, the one that raises the money, that hires the people. Uh, Michelle Solomon's the editor. She's the one that has uh, a master's degree in um, journalism and a also another great degree in the arts. And she's the she's the person that really 
has the credentials. I'm just a passionate person, you know. I, I have the, the love of the arts. I'm, I'm a person that sits in a seat and looks up at the stage and says, oh my God, is that I feel like an out-of-body experience, you know. I, how could these dancers actually move that way? You love dance. I didn't get into that much, I love but dance. it sounds like you love ballet. What, what other love kind that. of dance? I like, um, you know, I like jazz. I like ballet, classical ballet. Um, I got into, um, and through uh, more contemporary ballet, you know, trained ballet dancers who do modern dance, contemporary. But um, it's a whole culture of the ballet world, you know. It's uh, such discipline. They're athletes, you know. And I just, um, I just love it. I love watching it. I love taking people to see performances. And I've turned a lot of people on to the arts by, you know, bringing them along with me, you know. Wasn't there that on Lincoln Road they were doing dance like in the, in the, by the windows or something on Lincoln there Road? There was a Seven Deadly Sins. Well, there's that, but the, wasn't Miami where the New dancers, Drama. the ballet dancers uh, were actually dancing in front of, in The in New World Symphony was doing something with musicians on golf carts. That's a whole different thing. To activate Lincoln Road, they've, they've, the city, in their wisdom, has come up with monies to try to activate Lincoln Road in a safe way and to have uh, to give these arts organizations money so they can seven deadly sins, seven storefronts, and uh, he did a brilliant job. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Michelle, uh, yeah, I did see it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then you're sitting there and you're you're eating, and all of a sudden you see a musician on a golf cart. You know, they turn the music off at the in the restaurant, and you look, and and it makes you feel good. Yeah. What is, uh, so obviously there was the, the Give Miami Week, which passed already, but what is something that, you know, we in Miami can do to better support, like, local artists who are, you know, kind of maybe struggling at this time with COVID and everything? What, what's something that we can do more to help support the arts? The most important thing is buy tickets. Yeah, spend they, that money. You, they, you, buy, we need people in, in seats, you know, that's, I mean, this these performers are on stage for you and for me and for, you know. They're there for us. They're there to entertain us, to make us happy. You know, I mean, we, when you go into a theater and it's half empty, it's an insult to the- uh, It is, it, yeah. it's, it's, really totally. an, it's really an insult. So the most important thing I would say is audience development, to make sure that, that you have a, an audience, you know, and uh, that's the best way is to you know, get subscriptions and, and go to performances. And if you have a little extra money, you can always make a donation, you know. That's un but the most important thing, I think, is to sell tickets. Yeah, you might as well go experience something, you know, right. with that money. And, and, and you're that's a way of giving back as well. Yeah, and you're going to get something for your money. And you're going to get that experience. And you're going to, you know, broaden your horizons. You're going to... Yeah, be a better person. I mean, I don't know by the time we release this podcast if there will still be tickets left, but right now there's still Friday night tickets available for uh, Matthew Whitaker. So, um, you know, I'm pretty sure by the end of Friday it'll be a packed house. Uh, yeah, it's quite impressive. Yeah. Well, you know, we have we're selling 250 seats. Usually, I think they get 800 people there, so it's safe. It's spaced out. You, know, you have to sign a little form that says they, they you know. Disclaimer, they take your temperature, so everything's safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I, I do a lot of some good memories of jazz festivals. I think Montreal with my family, we did a jazz festival there. San Francisco throws a good one as well. 
Um, do you have you taken inspiration from any? Is there a particular jazz festival? I've been to the Montreal it? Jazz Festival. Yeah, it's I good, think, right? I think I got a little inspiration. I think the city could be a big jazz city here. Yeah. Well, I think I think we could we could uh, this jazz festival could be huge. You know, where we have ten venues of jazz, something like the Montreal Jazz Festival, where we can bring in the great jazz artists from all over the world, you know, and some of them are disabled, some of them are not, but, um, and then we can get community sponsors that have, you know, different organizations that deal with different diseases that go on stage and talk about their cause, you know. We didn't do it this year, but I'd, I want to start doing that so that we can have awareness of these various different, uh, you know, Lighthouse from the Blind and different organizations. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what I'm trying to make happen in the future, and to grow this festival, not too fast. And know. not right now, not, not the time to set right, huge but, goals but for the to stay, but. to stay within our budget, you know, that's always a problem with organizations. They have all these great ideas, but not the money. <laughs> so sponsor-wise, I have a funny question. Who's, uh, who's one of the funniest sponsors that you've gotten, or just like most random, like maybe someone that made you smile, like a sponsor that sponsored? The city is a big sponsor. Um, we have, um, you know, we used to have Regal, used to be a sponsor. They're now they're a movie theater and they're sponsoring. Yeah, they're not jazz. anymore. They're not, no, they would give giving back to the community, giving oh, to that's the, good to giving see. to their community type thing. Um, I can't really think of anything that uh, really makes me think. Oh my God, they're a sponsor. That's uh, you know. Uh, offhand, I mean, we list all the sponsors on the website yeah. and all their logos, and um, so I can't really. Think well, of the main it. sponsor isn't it the the company that makes the the handicap door opener? Isn't that like the main headliner sponsor? I actually looked it up. Like, um, it's on it's on your flyer. Like the 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 sponsor of the jazz festival. Mm. They make uh, they make handicap doors that open up. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. I. Sponsorship is not my part of. Oh, uh, you have someone on your team. I'm the treasurer. I'm the treasurer, and we work with uh, an accounting firm. And um, I'm a sponsor because Miami Art Scene. We have t I'm, we have T-shirts with Miami Art Scene on it. Uh, I made a contribution. I'm volunteering. You know. Stuff Where do you like volunteer? That. Just like within your organization, uh, or um, just be, by being on the board, I'm volunteering. Yeah. But the day of the. Uh, of the festival, I'll be there, you know, uh, hanging out, helping out. Do you guys have volunteers for the oh, jazz yeah. festival? You want to be a volunteer? Yeah. What, what time? I mean, you get to uh, listen to jazz, right? Uh, of course. Okay. You know, actually, this is one thing that really heals the soul, is just no matter what's going on in your personal life, with your job, with your relationship, whatever, just to volunteer once a week just like makes you feel like you're worthy of living and, and being happy. Like, yeah. well, you've earned it, you know? Like. <laughs> I've been volunteering for years. I, for ten years, I delivered meals into the all over the city for people with AIDS. For ten years, I did it. Uh -huh. Yeah, that was back um, in the nineties. Um, um, yeah, so I mean, volunteering. So I did that. Yeah, I, I've been. I've always, you know, sit on over twenty boards and. and Boards. Years. You love well, these board sittings. Well, they love me. So they, is it like a little bit like I, a, a I, meal get together kind of I thing? Had a, kind, I had to start saying no. <laughs> Evidently, I'm a good board member, you know, so. What actually happened? I, never, I mean, this is something that a lot of us have no idea, like, what that's like to be on a board. Like, when you guys, no, COVID aside, do you guys meet for, like, drinks, dinner? Like, what is, like, the actual meeting look no, like? No, you, you meet for business. 
to whatever. In what kind of like room? Let's say it's a 501c3, a non-for-profit organization that has a mission, whether it be cultural or activism or whatever it might be. Um, you, you're part of the decision-making body that makes right. that makes the organization happen, like a corporate board. But your not your mission is not to make money. Your mission is to promote uh, the mission, right. the cause. You mean yeah. an actual conference room and like an in oh like yeah an office yeah somewhere? a conference room yeah it's always like serious it's not like it's, a fun thing. <laughs> well, if it becomes fun, then you probably um, are doing not, it wrong. Not getting, <laughs> getting the work done. There could be a portion the board that I'm on for the Collins Park Neighborhood Association. The meeting starts at seven. People come uh, at six thirty to have a little snack and maybe have a glass of wine. You know, and then it start, promptly starts at seven o'clock, and we go over the agenda. You know, and we talk about you know the situation and different uh, new hotels that are uh, re- renovating in Collins Park and what's happening. Various different issues with the city with with our neighborhood. Yeah, so yeah, you know, kind of a sober affair. Yeah, but uh, in terms it's of very, yeah, sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in terms uh, of uh, one of my last questions here, Harvey is. Uh, so I, I like to, to kind of ask this question because, uh, you know, you have obviously been here a long time and, um, you know, you, you have a lot of people you respect. Uh, who is someone that you think would be interesting to, like, know more about their background, their story? Who's someone that I could interview that you think might be fun? Lots of people. I know. Just give me one, though. George Neary. George Neary. Yeah. Okay. He was at the uh, lunch today. He was at, what does he do? Well, he was uh, part of the, um, the Bureau... Uh, which is the Visitors and Convention Bureau, and he promoted um, uh, arts and culture and tourism. Okay. And he knows everybody, and he came here to run um, the Art Deco Center on uh, Ocean Drive and uh, to do their mission. Um, and uh, he knows everybody, and he's very involved, and he's... Uh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Okay. He would be a good interview for you. George Appreciate Mary. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and he'd do it. You know, he would do it in the minute. No, it's good fun, right? It's not. A, it's yeah. not stressful. So, uh, thanks for uh, coming, man. I'm glad. I'm glad we could share a meal together. And well, thank you. It was delicious. It's great timing, man. Great timing with this jazz yeah. festival coming up next week. Thank you for helping uh, us promote. We got a great picture of you for the the Instagram. Yes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll we'll be able to share that this week. And and obviously Friday is the big headliner uh, for people to check out Matthew Whitaker at the North Beach Fan Shell. Yes. And then uh, all all weekend, you know, especially Sunday. It's a yes. great great lineup of Sunday events on Lincoln Road. Yeah. Yes, my Harvey Burstein, publisher, MiamiArtsScene.com. Wow, ending with with the uh, the outro. I love it.